0: My name is michelle perez and i open my reflection of this reading on the 19th sunday in ordinary time by sharing the key passages that most resonate with the past experiences message today and life lessons moving forward that not only resonate with me and my capacity to authentically exercise missionary discipleship and servant leadership but with many people around the world who are struggling to grapple with doing so in today's fraught church and world i begin by saying and quoting these passages. Faith is a realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. By faith he sojourned in the promised land as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundation, whose architect and maker is God. All these died in faith, They did not receive what had been promised, but saw it, and greeted it from afar, and acknowledged themselves to be strangers and aliens on earth. For those who speak thus show that they are seeking a homeland. For where your treasure is, there also will be your heart. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. I remember sitting in the United Nations General Assembly and thinking to myself every member state in this room has been entrusted with great duty and, and accountability to the people they represent and even more profound was the acknowledgement that all 193 member states have willingly willingly chosen peace and reconciliation to avoid the repetition of war. They have chosen faith, expressed and labeled differently for all member states and its people, but faith nonetheless fixated on the beautiful possibility and promise of a peaceful world. Yet we find ourselves consistently contradicting this as global citizens, when we are called in these passages to share our wealth and mostly with those in need and relinquish our possessions in the process to provide for the needs of others. Instead, in our respective countries, many are getting by day by day, while unbeknownst to them, a great deal of suffering is occurring right beneath our eyes. By now, we have all heard of the crisis at the southernmost border of the United States of America, and increasingly we find the media, politicians, and people among ourselves dehumanizing undocumented immigrants, migrants, and refugees. Every time we rob an undocumented immigrant, migrant, or refugee from their story, disconnect them from the political and civil conflict of their homeland that caused the many different reasons for why they were forced to leave their entire life behind, we dismiss our very calling from this passage. We ignore that their, quote, faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. They do not know what or where they would achieve maybe financial security or peace or safety, yet they are trusting and they trust that faith and that they will find it and would achieve it here in the United States of America, for example. Undocumented immigrants, migrants, and refugees have faith that they could attain all that is possible, or wherever else in the world they have bravely chosen to venture towards, that is still possible. This passage calls us and challenges us to think about the concentration camps harboring immigrant families and children in unsafe and dangerous conditions after they've taken this brave step in their faith for a better tomorrow. And so doing, robbing them of their basic humanity, we punished faith, we punished their faith, instead of embracing the faithful. They have not received what had been promised, but saw it and greeted it from afar indeed, and even those who are fortunate enough to make it across and reach this land with so much proximity, no less, we other them and ostracize them. It forces us to recognize and reflect and and work towards reconciling that. Having served the permanent observer mission of the Holy See to the United Nations, the ethnically and culturally diverse students of St. Peter's University as their student government association president and currently working for the state of New Jersey as the state's cultural commissions coordinator, I'm in awe at how many times these conversations were had or needed to be had the space needed to be created. And it still continues to grow and develop in profound ways, and new ways of creating this space arise all the time. This was especially true during my time with the Holy See mission. I was assigned the Global Compact on safe, orderly and regular migration, where negotiations were had where member states participated and discussed how to address global migration challenges and. I understand and now I am lucky enough to reflect on how the transcription of my notes um, made their way all the way to the Vatican City State Um, our our diplomat would would take my notes and create the formal report um, of all six months of negotiations um, and then these were then sent to the Vatican City State and Pope Francis himself and I have harrowing experiences just listening to the anti-migrant, anti-immigration discourse, um, an emphasis sometimes on homogeneity and that's often tainted by misconstrued and misinformed understanding of really the power of migrants and the migrant experience. Um, Thankfully, the voice of reason in every negotiation, the Holy See Mission and our attache always communicated the best interests of children, the protection of human rights, and reminded member states the importance of their duty, eloquently and truthfully, and by far one of the greatest witness entrusted um, with, with much and still more needs to be demanded, that, that those words, the, um, the greatest witness to humanity really came from serving humanity in this way. And it's the greatest witness I've, ha- I've ever had, I think, um, thus far, next to truly engaging with migrants themselves. Because at the end of the day, indeed much is still to be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more needs to be demanded of the person entrusted with more. And the passage itself challenges us to embrace accountability and responsibility to ourselves, uh, but most importantly to the foreigner leaving Right, leaving or escaping their homeland, um, their new lands, and they're leaving their lo- their their homes and their lands that they've all, all known, and entering ours, for example, arriving in ours, and that is our call to embrace, right, to hug, to encounter. Um, It is in the world's best interest, truly, to protect migrants. And Pope Francis's message during the crisis of separating families, for example, did not fail at inspiring this deep reflection and this deep need, Um, and and it offered consolation and wisdom as well during this very distraught moment. But I really wish the United States of America had been present during those six months of negotiations. I truly do, because they would have learned so much, practically but probably more importantly about their very faith, right, its own faith. As I continue to grapple with missionary discipleship and servant leadership, a deep passion of mine um, in my everyday tasks and my duties, I'm encouraged, and I continue to discern my role in this effort. And my service to the Young Center for Immigrant Children's Rights is where that manifests. Um, The center which protects and advances the rights and best interests of children, unaccompanied children, children who have been separated at the border. Um, I'm often encouraged um, to continue to, and also challenged to, become a better ally to these children and these families, right? Um, And during deportation proceedings, for example, when immigrant and migrant children are confronted with a children's immigrant justice system that they probably had no idea about or knew or are unaware of the process, I'm I'm going to remember these words, right? This this unique position I'm in, that still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more.